Hi folks, welcome to the Case and Nate Show podcast. My name is Nathan Nguyen. This is a special edition uh, of the podcast today. This is a NBA preview. Uh, within the next few weeks, I'll be going over each division, whether it's in the Western Conference or in the Eastern Conference for the NBA as the season kicks off in a couple of weeks. And today we're going to go over the Pacific Division, starting with uh, the Phoenix Suns, and then we'll go with the Clippers, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Golden State Warriors, and then the Sacramento Kings. Uh, as you guys know, uh, the Phoenix Suns were the only team in the Pacific Division to make it to the Western Conference Finals, and they faced the Bucks in the finals where they lost four games to two. Uh, but without further ado, let's get started. Again, my name is Nathan Nguyen. Uh, this is The Case and Nate Show. Usually we have our shows uh, every Friday from 7 to 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 10 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, but right now it's just a special edition because with the NBA season coming up soon, uh, I decided to um, talk about each division in both the Western and the Eastern Conference. Uh, and we are excited to say that we teamed up with the Courtside View. Uh, thank you for uh, letting us join the team. So check that out, guys. The Courtside View a website um, talking about NBA uh, made by fans like myself, among others. But let's get started, shall we? Let's start with the Phoenix Suns, who finished with a record last season of 51-21. and 21, Finished 27-9 and 9 at home, 24-12 and 12 away from home. They defeated the Los Angeles Lakers four games to two in the first round. The Nuggets four games to zero, a sweep basically. And they beat the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals four games to two, uh, which punched their ticket to the NBA Finals to face the Milwaukee Bucks, who lost, or I should say the Bucks beat four to two um, in the best of seven series. Some key losses for the Suns include Javon Carter, Torrey Curry, Langston Galloway, and each one more uh, guys off the bench that played a minimal or not at all role uh, last season. Uh, the Suns did add some players like Chandler Hutchinson, JaVale McGee, Alfred Payton, a point guard from the uh, New York Knicks. Uh, Landry Shamit is someone that I like to uh, that I like the signing of, too, so watch out for him uh, this season to provide shooting off the bench. And also Jason Randall. Uh, more importantly, the Suns did re-sign Chris Paul, Abdel Nader, Cameron Payne, and Frank Kaminsky. Uh, Chris Paul, a veteran presence who made a big difference last season uh, in the Suns' road to the finals. Which leads to the starting lineup likely to be Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Mikal Bridges, Jake Crowder, and DeAndre Ayton. Uh, followed by Cameron Payne, Landry Shamit, Cameron Johnson, Frank Kaminsky, and JaVale McGee off the bench. Honestly, I, I like the lineup. Um, when you have Chris Paul in the lineup, you know you should feel confident that um, in your ability to win games, for sure. And Devin Booker, phenomenal. I mean, last season, put up 25.6 points per game, four rebounds, four assists. And uh, having Chris Paul definitely relieved the pressure off of him. Uh, as we know before, uh, Chris Paul signed with the Suns. Devin Booker served as both the point guard and the shooting guard. So um, last season, with Paul... It allowed Booker to be in that two role, that two spot, I should say, and just focus on shooting the ball and maybe run point guard duties at some points, but not all the time. So it was good for um, Booker to have Paul by his side, and it paid off dividends. I mean, they made it to, they made it to the finals, and they 
I took a Giannis and Middleton and Holiday, and uh, in the end, it was just too much. But it was a great series, nonetheless. Uh, in terms of the schedule for the Suns, be prepared to see them a lot on TV. Uh, we barely saw them on national TV last season, but this season they have 34 nationally televised games, which include they face the Nuggets and the Lakers to start the season. Um, one key note I want to bring up that uh, they have 14 back-to-backs coming up uh, this upcoming season, I should say. And to finish the season, they're going to be on the road. 13 of their last 19 games are away from home. Uh, and in all, according to Tankathon, Tankathon.com, uh, they will have the 27th toughest schedule in the NBA. Uh, so do I expect them to be in the finals again? Not really, no. But I do expect them to um, get a top seed in the uh, Western Conference playoffs and possibly make a run for the Western Conference finals. But I don't see them going to the finals because um, you have the Lakers, um, this other teams, Jazz, just a couple off the top of my head. Uh, but in terms of, I don't see the Suns going back to the finals. But if they do, uh, it'll be because of Devin Booker and Chris Paul being the guys they were last season. Uh, in terms of Booker, look for him to keep being himself after putting up, like I said, 25.6 points per game. Um, having Chris Paul as your teammate relieves the pressure off for you. So um, expect his performance to increase. Uh, Chris Paul, who put up 16.4 points per game, 8.9 assists, and 4.5 rebounds. He may be getting older, but I do expect him to be the savvy veteran that he uh, is who makes winning plays for his team. Uh, Chris Paul is getting old with age, and usually these players fall off. But I'm not saying Chris Paul is LeBron James, of course, but uh, Chris Paul is that type of guy that you want on your team uh, to be that veteran presence to help those younger guys like DeAndre Ayton, who was thankful to have Chris Paul as his teammate. Uh, So with that being said, uh, expect Chris Paul to play a big role once again for the Suns and also a guy to consider in fantasy basketball. Uh, Another guy I want to watch out for is DeAndre Ayton, uh, who looked great in the playoffs with 15.8 points per game and and, uh, 11.8 rebounds per game in the playoffs. So I definitely expect him to break out this upcoming season because with another year under his belt and with Chris Paul still mentoring him, I really do expect uh, DeAndre Ayton to be that big man that shows other teams that he did deserve to be the number one pick uh, in the draft when a couple years ago, I should say. Uh, with that being said, it's the bench that kind of worries me for the Suns. I mean, Cameron Payne looked good last season, especially in the playoffs when Chris Paul was out for a few games. But can we really expect his performance last season to carry over? Remember, reminder, they did sign Alfred Payton, who is not going to make a big of a difference, but it'll be another point guard uh, to back up Chris Paul. So between Payne and Payton, we'll have to see. Uh, one move I do like, though, the most has to be the signing of Landry Shaman. Uh, he came from the Nets. And he's going to provide shooting off the bench. And he's a pretty good three-point shooter, I should say. So look for him to make a big difference uh, off the bench for the Suns to have to add more shooting along with Cameron Johnson, a guy that should get more minutes uh, this upcoming season. He should have got more minutes in the finals, if we're being honest, but the Suns, they just didn't do it. So with that being said, uh, that's the preview for the Suns. And uh, let's move on to the Los Angeles Clippers, who f- uh, finished with a record of 47 and 25, uh, was 26 at 10 at home, 21 and 15 away from home. 
They made it to the Western Conference Finals, where they lost four games to two to the Phoenix Suns. They defeated the Mavs 4-3 and the Jazz four games to two to make it to the Western Conference Finals. Um, a key note that Kawhi Leonard did re-sign with the Clippers this offseason, uh, signed a four-year deal, but he will miss a significant amount of the season, and he may not even play at all because of his injury, uh, which was a partial ACL tear uh, in the playoffs. Uh, but nonetheless, the Clippers did re-sign Nicholas Batum and Reggie Jackson, and they also signed Justice Winslow, who has battle injuries, so hopefully he gets healthy and um, plays a point guard role uh, for the Clippers. They traded for Eric Bledsoe while shipping out guys like Patrick Beverly, Rajon Rondo, and Daniel Oturu. Uh, Beverly was you know, one of the key guys that helped the Clippers win games at one point, uh, and he was just that tough, knit, tough guy off the bench or in the starting lineup that makes defensive plays basically a pesk for teams uh, to face. But um, he is out of Los Angeles, and Eric Bledsoe is in. A notable rookie to watch to watch for uh, in terms of the Clippers is Jason Preston. I watched him play in the uh, in March Madness for Ohio, and he looked really good. I mean, I'm surprised he fell that far in the second round. And that boy can play. Seriously, at a young age, he can play. He's his story is just unbelievable. If you don't know, just go check it out. Um, it's how his journey to the NBA became of it's pretty phenomenal in terms of his scholarship offers and whatnot so he's a rookie to watch i'm confident he's going to make a difference for the clippers uh but we'll get to that in a second they do have the 16th toughest schedule in the nba this season and in terms of the starting lineup it's likely going to be with like i said without Kawhi leonard uh reggie jackson eric bledsoe paul george marcus morris senior and zubak Round out the uh, starting five with Jason Preston, Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, Nicholas Batum, and Serge Ibaka as my prediction to be the uh, five guys off the bench. And that's not a bad lineup. Uh, I mean, Paul George, is gonna, his numbers are likely going to go up uh, with the loss of Kawhi Leonard. Uh, shooting, I think without Kawhi, you're going to have to really lock down the defense. I mean, Eric Bledsoe was never known to be a defensive mind guy. Uh, so when it comes to defense, Paul George is maybe Zubak, um, Abaka likely. I just don't, in terms of the Clippers, I just don't know about their defense. I feel like they might rank in the, the bottom of the NBA in terms of, uh, defense. Um, I just, with their starting five right now, I just don't like it. Uh, Prediction-wise, I think the loss of Kawhi is really going to hurt him. But they won't be terrible, but they won't be contenders uh, for the Western Conference, uh, in my opinion. They're going to make the playoffs, just not make it too far. uh, Unless Kawhi comes back, but his status is pretty much unknown at this point. I mean, Kawhi Leonard was the scoring leader for the Clippers last season. He put up 24.8 points per game, and he put up 30 in the playoffs even though he did play 11 games for the Clippers, he put up 30 still, uh, which means that Paul George really needs to step up. He definitely needs to step up. So expect his numbers to increase um, after he put up around 23 points per game last season. Um, so expect that uh, number to increase unless Paul George goes down or he struggles to start the year. 
Uh, Reggie Jackson looked really good in the playoffs. Um, honestly, he's one guy to watch out for. Uh, like I said with um, Cameron Payne, do we can we expect Reggie Jackson and his performance in the playoffs to carry over to this season? We're, we're going to have to see for sure. Marcus Morris, a, seat, um, a veteran guy um, who's a three, three and D, not three and D, but he's a three-point specialist. Uh, Zubox, Zubox, not really mobile, but he gets the job done in terms of the big men. Uh, Sergi Baca, we know him. He's a three uh, and D type of big man. Uh, he is currently on the injury report, but he should be healthy for the regular season. So nothing to worry about there. So in my opinion, maybe Ibaka replaces Zubak in the starting lineup. But as of right now, I, be, I believe that Zubak remains as the starting center. Uh, the Clippers will play against the Warriors to start the season. I think it's going to be a loss for them. I mean, with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, who we'll get to later on in the show. Uh, I think the Clippers are off to a rough start. 0-1 uh, to start the year uh, when they face Golden State. But that's my prediction for the Clippers. And uh, before I continue on, I just want to say that in terms of my predictions for what where teams will rank in the division, it will be at the end of the show. So uh, be excited for that. And we'll move on to my beloved Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, I promise I'm not being biased at all when it comes to the rankings of or the standings for the Pacific Division uh, this season. I just I looked at each team, and I believe wherever they stand, they stand. Uh, but with the Los Angeles Lakers, they made it to the first round uh, after being the Golden State Warriors uh, in the play-in tournament. They lost to the Phoenix Suns four games to two, and they have the easiest strength of schedule this upcoming season. And honestly, that's that's great. I mean, I'll be watching the games for sure uh, with – a quick football note: My New York Giants at the moment are 0 and 3. Uh, who, depending on when you'll, when people will listen to this, we could be either 0 and 4, 0 and 5, or maybe 2 and 3. Uh, but nonetheless, the Lakers do have the easiest strength of schedule this upcoming season, so I will be excited for that. They added guys like Rajon Rondo, who's back for the Lakers. Dwight Howard, who's back. DeAndre Jordan, Russell Westbrook, a UCLA, yeah, UCLA alum. Uh, Wayne Ellington, back with the Lakers. Ariza back with the Lakers, Kendrick Nunn, Malik Monk, Carmelo Anthony, and Cam Bazemore, back with the Lakers as well. So that's what, two, let's see, uh, what, five guys who played for the Lakers before in the past, and they're back. Um, in terms of Westbrook, they had to ship out guys like Kyle Kuzma, Montrezl Harrell, uh, to Washington to get Westbrook, and it was, it should be noted that Westbrook, if he wasn't going to the Lakers, he would be back in Washington. Uh, and I believe someone asked him, what about the Clippers? And he's like, I ain't going to the Clippers. <laughs> and that was just funny to hear um, because, you know, the Clippers are the Clippers. They're not, they're not the big brother in Los Angeles. The Lakers are. So good for Westbrook to be here in Los Angeles. I'm excited to see how he does uh, in terms of pairing up with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Uh, so we'll have to see with that as well. Uh LeBron James, I'm sorry, uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis remain as the clear leaders of his team. Uh, but one thing to note, they struggled with injuries most of the season. And no rookies coming in for this team. They traded their pick to Washington for Westbrook. Uh, LeBron only played in 45 games compared compared to Anthony Davis, who played in 36. Uh, in fact, Montrezl Harrell, who they traded away to the uh, the Wizards, 
he led the team in games played with 69 games. Uh, so health is a key to success uh, this season. Uh, LeBron James led the team with 25 points, 7.8 assists, uh, 7.7 rebounds, and played 33 minutes per game as well. So I don't expect his performance to decline despite with his age. Uh, he slimmed down, so it should be a warning to the rest of the NBA to watch out for him. Uh, because, look, man, LeBron James is LeBron James. He's nothing to... Uh, he's sh he's not someone they should doubt, I should say. Because he is the GOAT, in my opinion. Um, he's won championships for three teams. And honestly, I won't be surprised if he does it again for the Lakers. Uh, in terms of Anthony Davis... This could be a breakout year with teams. They're going to focus on LeBron and Westbrook. So AD could be that guy to put up, you know, better performance or better stats than he did last season. Uh, for Russell, yeah, Russell Westbrook, he's going to start slow. Uh, he's known for in the first half starting slow uh, just to get used to the team. Saying, and he'll be like, okay, uh, this player is good at that. This other player is good at this. What can I do um, to fill in their weaknesses? Or the team's weaknesses and all. Uh, so that's who Westbrook is. Uh, we know he's a triple-double guy. I know Carla Cass is uh, the company that I work for. They're not hate for Westbrook, but their dislike for Westbrook is pretty high. Uh, in terms of statistically, he's just an empty stat guy. But eh, I'm... Look, Westbrook is Westbrook. His The way he plays in the end helps teams win. Uh, and there's, honestly, there's no excuse now. You have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. So with those two guys, and if the team, if other teams are going to focus on them, that's your chance to put up those triple doubles, make the key plays to help the Lakers win. Uh, so like I said, he's going to start slow in the first half, but he's going to be very dangerous uh, when it comes to the second half of the season. So in terms of fantasy owners uh, like myself, I'm going to get Westbrook if I can. Um, and just wait, like be patient. Like in the first half, okay. If he's if he starts slow, not don't worry. But once the second half of the season starts, that's when you'll really reap the benefits of having him on your team. Um, in terms of starting lineup for the Lakers, it, it's likely going to be Russell Westbrook, Wayne Ellington, Trevor Ariza, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, uh, followed by Kendrick Nunn, Malik Monk, Taylor Horn Tucker, a talented guy who the Lakers like, and they got him in the second round. Uh, Carmelo Anthony and Dwight Howard uh, to round out the uh, next five off the bench. And honestly, health permitted and adding with the easiest schedule in the NBA, the Lakers should be in line for the number one seed in the Western Conference. Uh, their first three games are at home. Uh, in fact, seven out of their nine games are at home to start the year. Uh, they do face Golden State to start the season, uh, which honestly, I'm going to be watching that game for sure. It's going to be a fun game. Uh, to watch. But in overall predictions, I feel like LeBron will average a double-double this upcoming season. Uh, Westbrook's going to average a triple-double like he always does. Uh, but with those two in mind, I think Anthony Davis will lead the team in scoring. I just feel like a lot of teams are going to focus on LeBron and Westbrook. that They're going to forget about Anthony Davis. Um, so I expect him to be the player that he was in New Orleans. And Maybe the guy that um, he was in the bubble uh, a couple seasons ago. So I just think he's going to lead the team in scoring. Uh, Frank Vogel, the coach for the Lakers, um, who's done a phenomenal job working with LeBron and the rest of the team. 
Uh, he will be coach of the year. And in all, they're going to be the number one seed in the Western Conference. Um, I get it with the whole retirement home jokes and all that. I get it, guys. You know, the, the Lakers are, in terms of age, they're really pretty old uh, compared to other teams. But that's, that may be a good thing. I mean, veteran leadership is key to success when it comes to the playoffs, too. Uh, you look at Chris Paul, what he, what he did with the Suns. Uh, and mentoring guys like DeAndre Ayton, I think, with this, the Lakers, they're going to be fine. Um, it's just health that's a big worry for me, but honestly, I'm not that worried. Um, the Lakers know what they're going to do, okay? And LeBron's going to he's going to manage himself in games, and he has Westbrook and AD to depend on um, if he needs to sit. So I'm excited for this for sure. Uh, Kendrick Nunn and Malik Munt. Malik Monk, I should say, are two guys to watch out for off the bench for the Los Angeles Lakers because they're going to be key uh, off the bench as shooters to help the Lakers win games. So, so far we discussed the Suns, the Clippers, and the Los Angeles Lakers. The next team that we're going to discuss is the Golden State Warriors, who finished 39-33 and last season, 25-11 uh, and at home. 14 and 22 away from home. Uh, they made it to the play-in tournament. Uh, they lost to Los Angeles, and they had a second chance to be the eighth seed instead of the seventh. Uh, but they lost to Memphis, so Memphis was the eighth seed. Los Angeles being the seventh seed. Uh, but the key thing to watch out for is the return of Clay Thompson, which means the Splash Brothers are back. Uh, the Warriors do have the 14th toughest schedule in the NBA. Uh, with their lineup likely going to be Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Otto Porter, Draymond Green, and James Wiseman. Uh, their lineup, that starting five I just said, it's not decided yet, I feel like, because of Andrew Wiggins and his, um, I guess, appeal to get the vaccine. The NBA did decline his religious exception to not get the vaccine, or exemption, I should say, to get the vaccine, COVID vaccine, uh, to be exact. Uh, so that's something to watch out for. Uh, a possible guy, to maybe Jonathan Kuminga, slides into the starting five for the Warriors as that at the three spot. Uh, but the Warriors did have did sign Otto Porter for a reason, uh, a three and D type of player. So we'll see how that goes uh, in terms of Golden State. But nonetheless, when you have guys like Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green, those that top three right there, it's just you're gonna win games. Uh, they do face the Lakers to start the year. Uh, and their first long homestand is starts this month. They have an eight-game homestand starting on October 28th through November 12th, uh, which starts against Memphis and ends against Chicago before they hit on the road. And in terms of predictions for me, I think the Splash Brothers, like I said, they're back, and they're going to show the NBA what they missed uh, because Clay Thompson, he's still a great shooter. Steph Curry is phenomenal uh, 32 points per game last season to lead the league in uh, scoring, so he got the scoring title. Um, so, health permitted, if Klay Thompson stays healthy, uh, the Warriors will succeed. Uh, in terms of the rookies, Jonathan Kuminga, he's going to be a candidate for Rookie of the Year. Uh, I'm excited to see him play. I'm honestly happy the Warriors got him because he's going to a great situation where he's going to learn under Draymond. Uh, like Kaminga is not, you know, Kaminga is not a power forward, but Draymond's gonna, you know, be that veteran guy. Uh, Kaminga is pretty raw. He's coming from the G League, but uh, he was pretty good in there, I guess to say. 
so look for him to be a candidate for the Rookie of the Year uh, with the help of Draymond and Steph and Clay uh, at his disposal. Uh, Steph's, nu- Steph's numbers, he's not going to put up 32 points per game again, but it's probably for the best. Don't burn him out. Uh, you're going to have Clay now. Takes the pressure off of him a little bit. And if Andrew Wiggins doesn't play, he's gonna he might be a key piece missing for the Warriors. I mean, he's not a guy that's like, oh yeah, we need Andrew Wiggins. No, but he's he's okay, you know. And uh, if you have him, great. If not, you're gonna have to depend on Otto Porter, Jonathan Kuminga. But honestly, he could be a key piece the Warriors need down the line. Um. If he misses games because of this vaccine, because in terms of Golden State, uh, I guess there's a law uh, that players who don't get the vaccine will not be able to participate in home games, nor will they get paid for it. Uh, So like I said, Andrew Wiggins, his decision to not get the vaccine might affect the team and himself down the road because he's not going to get paid and the team might not do as well without him. We'll have to see. but, like I said, with the addition of the Splash Brothers coming back, uh, like I said, Clay Thompson coming back from his injury, uh, Draymond Green will have better shooting numbers. I mean, he didn't look great at all last season in terms of his uh, shooting numbers. Shooting numbers, uh, He put up a lot of threes, didn't make a lot of them. Uh, but with the attention towards Clay and Steph, Draymond might have a lot of open looks from three. So he can just breathe, calm down, and just shoot the ball and... Get in, his, get in the paint and get his easy points. And with all that being said, I feel like the Warriors will make a run at a top four seed in the NBA, in the Western Conference. Uh, the Lakers likely are going to be number one, but I feel like Golden State's going to be maybe three or four. Uh, that's how big of a difference Klay Thompson makes, in my opinion. Uh, so honestly, if I'm Golden State, if I'm a Golden State fan, I'm excited for this season. And health permitted. The Warriors are going to make a run. And I do expect them to be in the Western Conference Finals uh, against the Lakers. And last but not least, we have the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Sacramento has been struggling for <laughs> pretty much the part of a decade. Uh, they finished 31-41 and last season, 16-20 at, at home, 15-21 and away from home. They missed the playoffs. Finished 12th in the conference, and this season, it doesn't get any easier with the fifth toughest schedule in the NBA. Uh, they have a lineup of De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes, Marvin Bagley, and Rashawn Holmes. Uh, noting that Buddy Heald might get traded before the start of the season, but we'll talk about that later on in the show. Uh, with the bench of Tyrese Halliburton, uh, a rookie Davion Mitchell, Moe Harkless, uh, Chiazmazi Metu, and Tristan Thompson off the bench. They face Portland early to start the year and they have an early four game road trip. So, you know, get the plane ready. We're going on a trip in our favorite rocket ship. I'm just kidding. Uh, but the uh, first game of the road trip starts in Phoenix and it ends in Utah. Uh, so watch out for that to be a key uh, event to look out for, for the Kings. They might struggle early because they're not going to be at home. And plus you're facing Phoenix and Utah. Uh, during the road trip, which are two tough teams who made the playoffs last season. Uh, Buddy Hield, a guy, he was a consistent player. I mean, he appeared in 71 games compared to De'Aaron Fox, who, who uh, appeared in 58. And he, there was talks that he was going to get traded, notably to the Lakers. Uh, but so far, he's still a Sacramento King. And with the cap space right now, I don't know how it's going to work um, in terms of getting Buddy Hield to the Lakers, but maybe the Kings will 
still trade him to a team uh, that might need him. Maybe off the top of my head, the Mavericks, they could use a, a shooting guard. They have Tim Hardaway Jr., but no, that's not nothing special. Um, maybe I just wish he was on the Lakers. I mean, it'd make me feel better. But, you know, he's still a Sacramento King, so maybe he'll make a difference for the Kings and maybe surprise some people. Maybe tell his ownership, hey, you, you guys need me. Um, so we'll have to see. But last season, De'Aaron Fox did, did lead the team with 25.2 points per game, had 7.2 assists and 3.5 rebounds per game. Um, but he just led the team in scoring. He didn't lead the team in rebounds and assists. Uh, Rashawn Holmes was the guy who led the team in rebounds. In terms of predictions, I don't expect them to make any noise or much noise in the uh, Western Conference, specifically the specific division. Uh, Buddy Heald will be traded eventually to what team, I don't know, but we'll have to see. But he will get traded, in my opinion. And with that being said, Davion Mitchell, the rookie from Baylor, he will have a bigger role as the season continues. Uh, they got him as a, a lottery pick. And I saw, I saw uh, how he played back in Baylor especially during our March Madness. And, you know, when your team wins the national championship, you had a key role, and Mitchell did. So I'm excited to see him uh, play uh, for the Kings as the season progresses on. Uh, with that being said, they're likely going to be last in the division, so I don't, I don't expect them to make any noise in the Pacific. When, well, in all, I have the Lakers, the Warriors, the Suns, the Clippers, and the Sacramento Kings as the five... Um, Top, not top five, but the ranking in the Pacific Division with the Lakers likely going to get 60-plus wins. Uh, the Kings, I'd say around the 30, maybe the 30, 35 mark at the most. Um, that's just what I think. But like I said, Lakers first, Warriors second, Suns third, Clippers fourth, and the Sacramento Kings and last place. Let's look at some uh, messages from the ColorCast app. Uh, little Einstein reference. <laughs> I, it, it just felt fitting, uh, Anonymous Camel. It, it, felt, it felt fitting to mention in, uh, for these Kings uh, in terms of their road trip uh, to early in the season uh, when they go to Phoenix to start the road trip and then end up in Utah. Uh, be biased, Tristan, at... <laughs> I, okay, I guess I can. I mean, I have the Lakers in first. Uh, and honestly, I think they are going to be first, if we're being honest. Uh, so I'm excited for this NBA season to kick off. It kicks off actually Sunday. Uh, for the preseason, the Lakers do face the Brooklyn Nets to start uh, the preseason. So look out for that. Uh, I don't expect LeBron, AD, Westbrook to play much, if at all. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but with that being said, that is the end of this special edition episode of uh, the NBA preview. Uh, I, like I said in the beginning of this episode, I teamed up with both uh, the Courtside View and also ColorCast uh, in terms of my podcast and the live show on the ColorCast app. Uh, so first off, check out the Courtside View website. Uh, the Case in Nate Show is the name of my podcast. I do it alongside my buddy Casey White. We talked a lot about football, but with basketball coming up, we are going to start talking about basketball and breaking down each division, guys to watch out for, fantasy basketball players to watch out for, uh, some sleepers uh, that teams or fantasy owners, I should say, uh, should look out for. And also, of course, the ColorCast app, who uh, or a company I love, they hit, you know, 
since day one, I pretty much love being a part of the team. And I am a campus ambassador for San Jose State University. And I basically cast the all the football games for San Jose State, or most, I should say. That's been a show for the past few games to do so. But nonetheless, I do do that as well. I talk San Jose State football along with the NFL and the NBA on the weekly talk show with Case, with my buddy Casey White. Uh, like I said, it's called the Casey Nate Show. It's every Friday, which is tonight, uh, from 7 to 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 10 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, so check out that uh, every Friday, like I said. And in terms of Spotify and Google Podcasts, we post an episode every Wednesday. Uh, we, we break down the NFL and the games that were played both on Sunday and Monday, and that we look forward towards the Thursday night Thursday night games and also the games after that as well. But today we had a great talk. We discussed the Pacific Division uh, for the NBA. We talked about the Suns, who I expect to be in contention for a playoff spot, of course, but we'll make it. They'll make it likely to maybe the second round or whatnot. Uh, they still have Chris Paul, Devin Booker, so I expect them to make some noise. Uh, the Clippers, without Kawhi Leonard, I don't expect them to do too much. I have them fourth in my rankings for the Pacific Division. The Lakers, going to be first. I get it. Retirement home, blah, blah, blah. It's fine. They're going to be first, and they're going to be the number one seed, and they'll be who they are and make it to the finals. And then the Warriors, they're going to be, you know, they have Klay Thompson back, which is a good thing. Um, they're going to erase the play-in memories they had last season and actually make the playoffs playoffs. And uh, like I said, I expect them to be in the Western Conference Finals uh, and face the Lakers this upcoming season. And then we have the Sacramento Kings, who I really don't expect to make any noise at all. But with that being said, uh, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, It means a lot to me and my buddy Casey White. Uh, Check us out, like I said, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most importantly, the ColorCast app. Like I said, every Friday we have a live show from 7 to 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 10 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Times. And honestly, a little secret for you guys, we are the last show on the slate for Friday, so we usually go a little more longer uh, past 7.30. <laughs> I remember last week or the week before, we um, we went from 7 to 9, and we just talk sports and talked with our audience, and it was a lot of fun. So go check it out. Um, we encourage you guys to come onto the hot seat, bring your takes to the to the show, and we can agree or disagree with you. And honestly, me and Casey, we disagree a lot when it comes to the NFL. Uh, so look out for that as well. With that being said, thank you for listening to this special edition of the NBA preview, specifically the Pacific Division, and expect more of these to come up. And we'll see you either on Fridays or Enjoy listening to us on Wednesdays on Spotify and Google Podcasts. With that being said, my name is Nathan Nguyen, and I will look forward to be talking with you guys soon. Thank you, folks. Have a great one.